check your sound. Hey, everybody, how are you? I guess we should get a little bit closer. Hey, everybody, how's everybody doing? Jeff Gelman of Solid K9 Training. Sound is working just fine. Camera is working just fine. Welcome, everybody. Thank you to my QA. It's been a messed up uh, 10 days. Not, not messed up. It's been a fantastic 10 days. I went to Seattle, had a great time in Seattle. Had 50. We had a powder. Where's makeup? Stone okay. We got to let's powder our foreheads moving forward. Um, so, what we're going to do is. What about. What? Powder what? Powder my balls? That's your job. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Applicate it with your tongue. All right. Hey guys, how are Applicate you? Applicate it. Applicate it with your tongue. Hey everybody, how are you? So anyway, so believe it, I'm a dog trainer. So my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. If you're brand new to my world, thank you so much for, for tuning in. For everybody that's listening on either the live or on the replay, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, on Google. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. I do this historically on Monday nights and Saturday nights. But the last couple of weeks, the last week has been a little bit messed up because I was in Seattle. Um, but I'm here right now. It's the time for you to ask your dog training questions, and I will answer your dog training questions. I've got a dog training facility up here in Providence, Rhode Island. We specialize in aggression rehab and behavior modification. I've got an awesome staff of kennel staff, of trainers, of office staff. We've got a wonderful staff here. Um, we've got thousands of videos on YouTube. Make sure you check me out on Instagram, on Facebook. On Facebook. Whoa. Um, we do tons of social media every day. A lot of people, um, I usually come to Texas. I usually come every year. I had, a, I had, a, I had to, um, uh, something in Providence is keeping me here for the last two months of the year. So um, my five of my seminars I had to um, cancel because um, I can't be on the road for two months at a time. But um, don't worry, I'll be back in Texas. I'll be back in Texas. Um, you can go to rvdogtrainer.com, rvdogtrainer.com trainer.com. Also, um, if you're brand new to my world, you're going to hear me talk a lot about punishment on this show. The reason why you're going to hear me talk about punishment on the show is because most people ask, how do I stop an unwanted behavior? How do I stop an unwanted behavior? Jeff, I need to interrupt for you have a hair? Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, just to let everybody know, we're balanced trainers. We use a ton of food. We clicker train dogs. We use markers, which is a clicker. We food train dogs. Well, whenever we want to stop an unwanted behavior, there has to be punishment. Now, the conversation about punishment has been misguided. People call it abuse. It's not. It's actually just fact. It's like, you know, this is this isn't this is this is how you stop an unwanted behavior. If people say you don't need to punish a dog, well, then they probably aren't dealing with any dogs that need behavior stopped or they're lying to you because they want to sound nice on social media, or they don't actually realize what they're doing is punishment. Um, but also then people need to effectively learn how to properly punish. Now, these answers are going to be short. They're not complete. There's a lot to the work that we do, but at least I'll get people at least on the right path. If you want further um, guidance, you can go to my Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash solid canine training. And if you join that, you get a lot more help, or you can also do a Skype session with me. So in some of the stuff I'm going to refer to, a lot of my videos on YouTube, I'm going to say, hey, that's a lot of training that you need. But I'm going to be able to give at least get people um, to go on, on, the, on the right way. So let's, here we go. Let's start with your questions. Okay. This is Everado says, hi, from Hayward, California. Hey, California. 
Chevy says, hi, guys. Good to see you. Looking good. Hey, New hey, Zealand. What's you. up? Bentley S. So glad to be here again. Okay. You go. Come. Oh, we did Texas. Okay. Yep. Josh, hi. Love you both. Can't stay on for long, but my question is, how long should I work the place command? Um, build up from 60 seconds onward? 60 seconds is easy. So after the first day, your dog should be doing it for minutes. After the first week, your dog should be doing it for hours. And, the, and, the, and, and we've got how-to videos on how to teach your dog to place. It's all done with our typical learning, which is all done with a reward-based system. But in order to keep the dog for any duration, there has to be a punisher for lack of compliance for a known command. So that's how you do it. Right now, my dogs are in place next to me. Um, they'll be there for a couple of hours tonight. My dogs historically spend three to four hours in place at a time, which makes sense because if I'm in front of the computer for that long, I want my dogs to be next to me. And what, what else would they be doing? Place is not just the physical aspect of being in a position. It's also the mental aspect. It relaxes the dog. It's like doggy, um, doggy meditation. So you can get up to a couple of minutes and then a couple of hours within a couple of weeks. Next. Chevy. Recommendations for personal development, authors, books, podcasts? Um, what I would do is I would just uh, go into Audible and, um, and put in personal development or go into a podcast app like Anchor or iTunes, put in personal development, see who shows up and see who resonates with you. It all depends on what you're struggling with. So if you're struggling with a lot of shame issues and blame issues, Brene Brown is really good for that. Um, you've got people like Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, um, um, which are some of the older classic people from back in the 60s, um, in the 70s. Um, you're going to have um, a, a whole category of people. What you can do is sample their books or go to the bookstore, start reading through the books. Everyone's on their own journey. We've got a list of personal development books that we do in T3. Um, there's so many, so many different people, so many different people you can do. Um, my buddy Sean O'Shea, his book, Closing the Gap, Closing the Gap, it's got a lot of resources about, about book, um, literally a list of people that you can do. Or um, I would actually suggest getting Closing the Gap, go to thegooddog.way, thegooddog.way. His book is like $10. It's a good um, blueprint for your personal development journey. And then there's a ton of book recommendations on there as well. Next. Um, this one's from Jason. Dog freaks out. When sees another dog from a distance, but doesn't have a problem when the dog is close. Prong correction makes the dog freak out, and e-collar corrections make him worse. All corrections. So what you're doing is it could be a timing issue. Your dog is aroused. Your dog most likely wants to get to the dog. So it could be a timing issue. What you've got to do is you always have to apply your punisher at the beginning of the sequence. Apply your punisher at the beginning of sweet sequence. So you don't wait until your dog is already is already escalating because it's not the prong collar and the, and the, and the shock collar make it worse. It's that you're just chasing, you're just chasing, you're just pushing it all forward. You need to squash it. So what you want to do is make sure you've got better timing. Um, from a distance, what you want to do, it's, it, it's definitely a timing issue. Next. Okay, this one's from Josh. I was supposed to be at your San Diego seminar. I'm sad it got canceled. I found some guy on YouTube trying to bash you. It really boiled my blood. I did what you would have done and didn't acknowledge. Yeah. I mean, Josh, there are there are dozens of videos out there specifically made geared towards bashing me. Literally, they're made towards bashing me. Like, why Jeff Gelman's a scam, um, why we hate Jeff Gelman, why not to believe Jeff Gelman, why like 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 
you know, 12 years later and 4,000 dogs in a waiting list and I'm touring the world doing seminars, like, you know, I seem to be doing okay. And, you know, a lot of people are really good with talk, but that's fine. I'm not for everybody. And then there's probably thousands and thousands of comments online bashing me as well. And I'm very comfortable with that. I'm extremely comfortable with that, that knowing that a lot of people don't like me, they don't like my message, they don't like what I do, I'm okay with that. Because that's not on me, that's on them. And I think a, t a lot of times, a lot of people will, trainers will say things to appease the public, where I'd rather just share what works and the truth. And sometimes that's hard for people to see. Sometimes my intensity comes off as rudeness or brashness, but it's actually passion. And there's probably 20 to 30 to maybe 50 times as many people that really love my message than hate my message. And um, I know that for a fact because um, I tour the world and I see the response and I'm getting the daily emails with telling people, telling me how I saved their dog's life and changed their life. So I'm very content. So please never defend me. Never defend me, ever. I don't need it. I don't need it. Next. This one's from AJ. Working on my dog's calmness around people and dogs on the walk. He stays in heel, but hackles go up and whines a couple times, but stops with guiding leash pops. Will this behavior stop with more practice? It does, yeah. It, it stops. And get your timing down. A remote collar is going to dramatically help you. All that is is arousal. Excuse me, I've got a niche. All that is is arousal. So hackles up is arousal. Whining is arousal. So what you need to do is just, you know, squash the arousal. Next. Um, BBY Ghosty. Hi, I just got my educator collar today after hours and hours of watching your videos and others. How about, talking, AJ? How about AJ? I just I'm sorry, Jason. Was, I'm sorry, Jason. Oh, all corrections done before the reaction. That went with the last question. Okay, so chances are you need a Skype visit. I don't do these to drum up business, but there's, I need a lot more information that's going to be missed in these conversations. So there's probably some other components that I would need to know about in detail that we're going to sort of miss on, on this on this podcast next okay hi i just got my educator collar today after hours and hours of watching your videos and others talking with a trainer reading etc thank you for uploading so many amazing videos to help people so here's a great example josh like the comment right there that was just read with somebody actually enjoying my content right that's all that matters to me and that doesn't mean i only want to hear the good stuff and not the bad stuff but only the good stuff matters to me I'm helping that person. I'm helping that person. And historically, people that like to bash me, like they just haven't tried any of this stuff that I've done. So it's okay, man. Just don't let it bother you. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great um, test of like how things are going for you inside, you know? Just don't let it bother you. Next. This one's from Bentley. I uh, I finally bought an educator e-collar. I'm trying to find my dog's working level, and I don't know. What would be considered a low level? He's a beagle and stubborn, but I was up to 20 and not a flinch. Hey, so Bentley, um, what I want you to do, hey, Joelle, how are you? I'm good. How are hey, you? Good. How are you? Better late than never, huh? Right. <laughs> um, Joelle just walked in. Joelle is, uh, uh, you, you've seen her journey with me, and her journey is actually going to be even getting more interesting as, um, with, you know, you know, with us. So, um uh, Rhode Island just passed, you know, multiple life laws, so um, it should be really, really interesting. We maybe should do a, a, a sitcom, not a sitcom, but a reality, a reality show. Oh, shit. 
Um, so uh, what, what we're going to do what we're going to do is this: is make sure you've got um, snugness, snugness. Make sure you've got proper fit. Make sure that your your contacts are actually coming in contact. If the box actually can be moved around the dog's neck, it's too loose. Also, it's not necessarily always the dog, what the dog visually you see. If you see muscle movement, the dog is feeling it. And also, as you start working the dog, levels go down. Next. Maria says, good evening, Jeff and Linda. Hey, Maria. How are you? Um, bad Shody, if I'm saying that right. Yep. Hi there. I have a five-month-old Mastiff. I have mini educator e-collar on him and only use it if he does something wrong. Is that okay? He's not trained with e-collar for commands yet. I mean, bad Shody, I mean, I'd like you to start training obedience with it, but if it, but if that's what you're using it for now, that's fine. I'd like to make sure that dog has got a really cool association with that collar and gets excited about it. It means we're going to do some fun stuff, but obviously the collar is fantastic for stopping our wet behaviors. Next. Uh, this one's from Keith. Hey, Keith. Hello from Charleston, South Carolina. How do you suggest I correct old sniffing while on a walk? How do I teach that's not okay? Is that something I must teach first, and how do I properly do that? Thank you. No, you don't have to. No, teach your dog how to properly heal. So proper heal, and I don't care what the breed of the dog is. I don't care if it's a, I don't care if it's a, a hound at all. Um, proper heal, the dog's at your side, at your side, at your pace. No sniffing, no marking, no lunging, no barking. No, no, no turning right when you're trying when you're not turning right. So just keep the dog in a proper heel. We've got videos on that. If you if your dog's in a harness, it's actually designed to make your dog sniff. That's what the harnesses do. They're used for tracking and they're used for weight pulling and they're used for protection work. So get yourself a proper prong collar, put it on the dog, teach the dog how to walk properly next to you, and the dog won't sniff. I'm not opposed to dog sniffing. My dogs were off leash today. Um, in fact, I, I did an Instagram story on this. Actually, if you followed it, you know that Kira killed the little bunny rabbit. They were sniffing the whole time. They're off leash. They're allowed to be. Next. Okay. And by the way, I'll be in Greenville, South Carolina. Coming up, go to rvdogtrainer.com. This one's from Susan. Hi, guys. From Susan in Wisconsin. Hey. What's up, Susan? Here's one from Kevin. I'm working on being able to have my dog come with us and be calm at places like breweries. Can we use the low-level e-collar taps simply for eye contact? He's a herder, so we want him calm next to us. Yeah, but you, know, you can do that. But and don't get focused on low-level guys. A lot of people are like, you know, like trust me. Sure, we use low-level, but we also use high-level. I mean, the, the collars go high for a reason. You know, it's to get to tell your dog what they're doing is wrong. But what I want you to do is teach your dog downstay with no distractions, and then downstay around distractions. That's what it's going to be. That's going to be the magic on that. And no matter what the breed is, you can have a dog be calm. So if you follow my Instagram stories, you'll know that we just got a Malinois. The company did. Whether that's my Malinois or not, I don't know yet. But that dog was it's next. my Malinois. It actually might be Linda's Malinois. Um, that dog actually did place next to me for three hours today. And he didn't even go for a walk yet. So, you know, even the highest drive dogs can be calm. Next. Uh, this one's from Ernie. Hey, Jeff, working on impulse control. Dog does very well in down, downstay, but gets anxious and whines a lot, wanting to break, but doesn't. Correct for the whining, or will he get past it with more time? So, first of all, hi, Melissa. How are you? Thank oh, you hey, for Melissa. Tuning Sorry. In. Um, Ernie, well, more time, if you, don't change, if you don't change what you're doing, more time will just compound the problem, right? So, if I... 
if I want to work on my marriage and I keep going to a bar every night, will my marriage get better if I keep going to the bar? No, I won't. So what you want to do is I use that remote collar to stop the whining. It won't get better over time. Next. Um, Maria, where do you recommend trainers get insurance for their businesses and design a contract? I've never had to do either and don't want to take dogs into board and train without them. Absolutely. You don't want to do it. You can get, um, you can talk to your broker. If you've got a, if you've got a home, you can talk to your insurance broker, uh, business insurers of the Carolinas, business insurers of the Carolinas. I would encourage you to join the IACP, the International Association of Canine Professionals. They've got, I think, two different insurance companies that, that, um, that they recommend as far as contracts, just go on to someone else's website and be influenced by that. But you want to talk to a lawyer about that. Next. This one's from Robin. Hey guys, Jeff, would you say it's more common for dogs to enjoy being petted by strangers or less common? Um, the dogs we meet less common. Mm -hmm. The dogs we meet less common. And even a lot of dogs, they don't like to be petted. Even by their owners, some dogs don't like to be petted. Um, but I would say a lot of dogs are uncomfortable with human contact. I mean, how many statistically? I wouldn't know. Next. This one's from Kimberly. Hey, Kimberly. How do I tell my prong collar is fit correctly on my hairy border collie? I'm still confused after watching videos. You want to make sure it doesn't slide down all by itself. You absolutely shouldn't be putting on over the dog's head. It should be pretty snug. You should be able to gently twist it around, unlike a remote collar, which shouldn't twist around. To be able to gently twist it around, and you want to make sure that you get when you when you give the, the leash a good pop, you get a good movement. Next, love that noise. Chevy, if you were to get a dog in for a board and train for what's DA? Oh, dog aggressive. Yep. Uh, what would you? What would your five week program look like in general? I'm thinking of taking a few weeks off around Christmas and just working my dog like a board and train. That's a really, really long answer. That's a really long answer. So, you know, um, I mean, we do, we do, you know, depends on with, if it's dog aggression, we do, we, we, we do a little bit of baseline obedience with the dog, um, leadership skills. We have to put, uh, um, uh, probably do some avoidance training first with the dog, um, with a high level punisher for going after dogs, and then we work on existence around the dogs. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of variables to do it. You don't have to take time off work. You can just do it on nights and weekends if you want to. Um, I mean, it's a pretty extensive, you know, it's a pretty extensive program, and we've done it thousands of times, so we're pretty good at it. Um, but that's gonna be the gist of it. You have to figure out a proper punisher for going after dogs, and then you've got to understand how to keep kids your dogs to be existing around dogs. So a lot of variables. Next. Um, oh, Sabrina. Hi, Sabrina. She says Jack Canfield. Oh, Jack Canfield. Yeah, Jack Canfield Success Secrets. Jack Canfield Success Secrets, the 10th anniversary edition, is really, really great. And by the way, hi, Sabrina. Haven't seen you in a while. You know that's her name back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Took me a while. Susan. I chat with a guy in Norway. He's familiar with you and congratulated congratulated me for training with Camo. Oh, awesome. Uh, Good job, Susan. I forgot how to read for a second. Yep. Um, Ho-Ho-Ho-Bina. Yep. Trying to train GSD prong works if it is just me, but if anyone else is around, he freaks out. Um, 
and will pull as hard as he can on Fong and yelp really loud, especially if visitors come very hard to control him. Okay, so it's not a prong coward conversation. It's an arousal conversation. So that's what it is. So if he was on a martingale, he would probably do the same thing. If he was on a harness, he would do the same thing. If he was on a gentle lead, he would do the same thing. So I want people to know it's not a prong collar conversation. It's an arousal conversation. The dog is overly aroused around other humans. And that could be from a lot of different reasons. Number one, it could be from lack of exposure to humans or too much exposure to humans. And now the dog can't get to the humans, which is built out of frustration. So remember, you have to take an active part in the actual training. So you don't want to just put on a collar and then just like everything's going to be normal. You have to learn how to eliminate arousal. So a bonker is a great way to eliminate arousal. This is a cotton towel. There's nothing in between. I understand a lot of people struggle with this because you're actually saying no to your dog and you're throwing it at your dog. So what you're doing is you're eliminating arousal. It's all arousal. Your dog is overly aroused. That's where the sounds come from. That's where the pulling comes from. That's where the excitement comes from. So if you... And immediately squash that arousal. You're not going to squash the dog's drive. Don't listen to a lot of what the people say out there. It's a total bullshit. If you're going to squash the arousal now, the dog's paying attention to you. Now you can train the dog. We see that all the time. Next. So you have to still do step one. Next. Uh, Spinisper, happy to see. Oh, it's Tex, not Rex. Tex the Mal with you today. Can't wait to see him develop with solid cannon. Oh, yeah. It should, be, it should be interesting to see how he does. We're giving him a, he's going to stay with us forever. I'm personally giving him a little bit of a trial run. He was in the back of my truck. I literally just loaded him up in the back of my truck with Kira and Girl. Just like, load up, guys. I took him off leash today. Um, uh, he, was, he was great. He was in my office today. He's been around all the staff today. This weekend, I'm bringing him home. Let's see how he does around the kids. And I, I can see if Linda, um, how, how Linda does with him. Next. Um, oh, Sabrina says, Jack Canfield's book is on sale for $1.99 for Kindle oh, or Apple. Guys, buy it. Mm -hmm. Buy Jack Canfield's book, if it's, especially if it's, um, I think it's like 26, 26 secrets. Next. Uh, this one's from Jason. Thanks. Where can I schedule a Skype session? Jason, if you go to, um, there's a link right below. I just noticed that um, Melissa put a link below. Um, you can go to my website. Um, you can actually go to our shopping cart and actually purchase a Skype, and then Jessica will schedule it. Next. This one's from Elaine. Yep. Your videos helped me save my rescue dog from being returned. The prong collar and e collar took time to learn, but now I have a calm, happy dog. Thanks for your videos and encouragement. You're welcome. I'm proud of you. Boom. These are the only people that I give a shit about. So who said that at the beginning? Josh, Josh, you hear these comments? So who do I care more about? The people that make videos hating me? Or do I care more about Elaine? I care more about Elaine. The work I do, the hours of day on social media, the, the, my life that I've dedicated to helping people, that's all I care about. So if, you struggle, if you're struggling with people that are out there hating you, there's a lot of mean, angry, unhappy people in this world. A lot of them. But we also live in a world with wonderful human beings. I meet the most wonderful people. I was just in Seattle, 50 people at my seminar. I had the most incredible host. I um, the most incredible host of the seminar, host whose house I stayed at. Uh, my friend Angie came down from Canada and, 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 and um, uh, helped me out doing fit photos. I had 50 wonderful people at the seminar. So much love, so much happiness, so much kindness. So it's like there's wonderful people out there. 
I mean, it's not the best thing, right? It's not the worst thing, though, right? It's not the worst thing. I mean, if your dog's becoming e-collar wise, it's possible that you just haven't put a strong enough punisher on there. But I have no problem with a dog that's off leash having an e-collar on at all times. Like, you know, your dog's out in the park, in the woods, in a field, you know, having an e-collar on, that's not a sign of failure at all. I have no problem with that at all because, I mean, they're dogs. And, not, you know, it's, 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 it's fine. Um, what I don't want people to do is train with an e-collar for a couple of months and then think they don't need it anymore. No different than food training, you need 4,000 repetitions. So, but the more you do the work, especially the dogs go up to a punishment level, the problem is a lot of people, they never go up to no, proper no. So the dog never has any motivation to not do something or to, there's no, there's no consequence for blowing off a known, a known command. That happens a lot. Next. Um. Patreon link from Melissa. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Um, Chevy, you're so awesome, Jeff. You are a role model for me. Both your personal attitude to life and haters and also career-wise, so inspiring. Oh, thank you, Chevy. I'm doing my best to be um, a role model for myself, my family, people I work with, the people that I surround myself with. I'm doing my best. But man, guess what? I work on it. Okay? Every day I work on it. It doesn't always come natural. I work on it every single day. I make a, I'm making a lot of efforts. So it's not false. It's like we're all struggling out there, man. We're all struggling. So there's, 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 there's good resources out there. Next. Um, Bentley, hey, I Bentley. followed your videos to set up the collar with proper fit. I used the plastic piece to make sure it was working and it lit up. Set up my collar the way you do. Maybe I need to set up a Skype session. LOL. Um, yeah, the collar probably is the collar itself is probably working. You might just be getting bad contact, or you might not be recognizing that the dog feels it. What I tell people is, and then every once in a while, there's a dog that's got working level above 20. Every once in a while, start working the dog. This, this weekend at the seminar in Seattle, we started the dog on 22. By the time within 10 minutes, the dog was down to eight because it just became more in tune with the training. Next. Um. Diana, while on a structured walk, my eight-month-old dog gets distracted by nature. Yep. At that point, she's not no longer healing. My question is, do I correct the healing or the other behaviors? The healing. The healing. Correct it before it gets out of control. As soon as that dog starts getting out of heel position, that's when you should be giving that dog information. Don't wait until the dog is already like too far, too far ahead or too far to the side. It's like, no, heel is heel. So you address it. As it's happening. Next. This one's from Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Do you think blind people can become a dog trainer if they have vision in one eye? I love working with dogs and I want to do it as a career. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. Put it this way. You said that. Rachel. Rachel, there are people out there with very good, good vision that suck at dog training. Sight has nothing to do with you being a good dog trainer. Well, you can see that. So I just gave you a thumbs up. Philip. My husky has made a lot of progress with reactivity over the past couple of weeks. However, sometimes after passing another dog, 
She has nervous episodes where she shakes. Any thoughts? Normal. That means your dog is normal. The shaking is lack of bad behavior. Got it? The shaking is lack of bad behavior. Your dog is still struggling, but the, the, the most important part is the dog is actually making improvement, and it's only been a couple of weeks. So kudos to you. Next. Um, Thomas. Jeff, do you feel that dog training in some ways is inst instinctual, as in through evolution due to our past with the canine? You're looking deeper at this than I am. You're looking at this deeper than I am. I don't know. Um, I think some people connect better with dogs than others, but I also think you can learn it. I think you can, I think you can learn it. So next. Okay, Lauren. What is the best way to get puppies to new people in settings? The hair along his spine will stand up and he looks scared in new situations. So getting the dog to be, don't let people pet the dog right now. The best thing to do is to teach your dog how to properly walk next to you and then expose your dog to as many environmentals as possible. That's the best thing to do. Don't let people pet your dog. And, and if your dog wants to get away from something it's afraid of, what I want you to do is I want you to work your dog through it. Work your dog through it. Don't coddle the fear, which is what a lot of people do. They see the dog is afraid, and then they reach down and they say, it's okay, everything's fine. That's how you reinforce the fear. So what I want you to do is, I know your the mindset is, I know you're concerned, I know you're nervous, guess what? We're going this way. And by teaching your dog to be around and to exist with as many environmentals as possible, that's how these dogs do it. It's through, expo it's through exposure. All right, next. Um, Robin. Yep. My dog is great in public. No problem with people walking by us, around us, in close proximity, but doesn't like stranger reaching to pets, so I don't allow people to. You're smart. Neither do I. I would never let a stranger pet my dog, ever. Next. Uh, from Yuko, can you... Can fear aggressive dogs be cured if we keep training? Cured is the wrong word. Cured is the wrong word. Can fear aggressive dogs be made better and have a better quality of life? Absolutely. We do it all the time. Absolutely. But you have to know what you're doing. So it's not just doing more training. It has to be the right training. Next. Um, Kimberly. Yep. Is there any other way to train my dog not to steal things and counter serve rather than eat collar? Sure. But why not use what's going to save its life in the quickest, most efficient form? So if you don't have an e-collar because you don't have the budget, well, then you could do a bonker. But then what happens if you're not there? I like an e-collar because it's a remote device. If you don't want to do it because of your, you think e-collars are mean or they're illegal in your country, that's another, not what they're illegal in your country, that's another story. Um, but if you think they're, but if you think they're mean, be careful about getting out of that. Please. As long as you can see the questions, you're all set. We'll figure it out. Um, then, like your dog's going to die if it eats something from the counter, or you try to get out of your dog's mouth and it bites you. But there's got, there's probably other ways to do it, but that's not how we train. So what you want to do is you want to go on and you probably want to Google stuff. Probably want to Google stuff next. Uh, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Oh, I'm late today. Thanks, Jeff and Linda, for the live session. Oh, you're welcome, Jimmy. Maria says thank you. You're welcome. Jamal says hello, Gellman. Hey, Jamal. Hey, Jamal. Michelle, I'm adopting a five-year-old 
It's that. And have been spam watching your videos. Just wanted to say thank you. I feel more confident about the whole adoption and bringing this new dog into my home. Awesome. Biggest thing you can do, tons of structure. Don't give too much affection. A lot of people say, no, give it affection. It's had a rough life, blah, 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 blah. No. Lots of structure. Let it earn everything. Next. Uh, Jimmy, my Samoyed is 14 weeks old now. Jeff told me that I don't use the remote collar. Wait a couple more weeks. When should I start using it? You can start using it at 14 weeks old now, but you're not punishing your dog with it. You're only using it as a little tap, and you're, and you're, and you're, also, and you're also using food with it as well. You're introducing it with food. So the remote collar is going to be sort of like in the background. You're still doing all your food training right now. But you still need to understand how to train the dog. So, you know, I mean, 14 weeks old, we'll do it on marker or clicker training. You start layering the remote over it as well. Next. Um, Renee. Hey, Renee. Good evening. Our dog will be on place, seeming calm, head down, and all of a sudden hears something and goes from 0 to 10. Sometimes e-collar helps, sometimes not. Okay. So um, put your dog on a tie back. Put your dog on a tie back just so if your dog goes from 0 to 10 and explodes off of place, it can't get very far, then you can say your no, then you can correct. Then you can correct. If the e-collar doesn't work, that's because you're underwhelming the dog, and the dog is so aroused and possibly so in drive that your dog your, if your dog blows through it. So your dog needs to learn on how to do more impulse control activities. Next. Uh, this one's from Jamal. Off-leash dog comes up on my deck. One of my dogs broke place to go over to the door barking. Should there have been a punisher, or is this okay in this situation? Was the dog yours, Jamal, or was it a strange dog? Off-leash dog. Okay. So I got no problem with that at all. If a dog came on my property and one of my dogs attacked it, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Stay off my freaking property. The dog was in the house, though. Do you understand? If the dog, it says, one of my dogs broke place to go over to the door. It seems oh, like the dog was Oh, go over to the outside. door barking. I see. Um, no, I don't care. Nope. Okay. Same situation. Sorry, I misread, I misread it. Same situation. If a dog was on my property and or um, a person was on my property and my dog broke place and ran over to the door, nope. Thanks for letting me know. I probably would then tell my dog go back to place, but I wouldn't punish it. Next. Uh, this one's from Kiki. Hey, Kiki. Dog's engaging in play. No issues. One is nine. The other is one-year-old. Hair on both went up at different times. Do you break up play? Is that a warning or just play around? It could be both. It could be both. I would need to know who holds one of them. Uh, nine and the other is one year old. One year old. Keep an eye on the one year old. Um, most likely it's arousal. It could be arousal. It could be excitement. My dog's here goes up when we go to the ocean to swim, go to an open field. If we're passing something that's exciting to them. So keep an eye on it. Um, it could be it could be a concern, but just See, but you also should be able to have an on-off switch on your dogs. So you would always say, enough, stop the play, recall them, put them into a down, and then release them, let them go play some more. Next. Uh, Melissa put up a link for RV Dog Trainer. Thanks, Melissa. Yep. Uh, Robin, um, do you ever use a catch pole at the training center? Um, it's been years. It's been years we've had to use a catch pole. A catch pole, if you know what a catch pole is, imagine the dog catcher. Um, for that, the only reason why we'd have to use a catch pole is we can't get a dog out of a kennel, but we've got other ways to do that. Um, no, 
I can't remember the last time we used a catch pole. In 12 years, I probably only used a catch pole a couple of times. Next. Uh, Ernie. Hearing. Sorry if I missed it, but what book from Jack Canfield were you referring to? Thanks. Success Secrets. Success Secrets. Next. Jimmy says, can we 14 week dogs start learning? Yeah, absolutely. Susan, do you find that it is hard to find motivators for greyhounds? Um, no. I mean, white furry things, right? Um, greyhounds can be an interesting dog, especially an ex-racetrack dog. We've had quite, they've had quite the life. Um, uh, sometimes we find greyhounds don't have a lot of motivation other than like what they were worked with, but sometimes they don't have a high food drive. But if you use food for training exclusively, don't let them eat them out of a food bowl. You can usually get a motivator for that. Sometimes you can use a toy. Um, that might be a motivator. Greyhounds can be interesting. Greyhounds can be an interesting dog. Next. Um, Sabrina, it's the Success Principles by Jack Canfield. I get the emails from Book Bob. Awesome. Stephanie, my GSD is going to a dog trainer for board and train soon. Is there anything specifically I should look for or ask to make sure we're making the right decision? Um, Stephanie, you've already, should, you've already should have asked those things, right? It was already going to somebody. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. And don't tell me who it is, please. I don't want to know. I don't know. Wanna, I don't want to know who it is because I never comment on other people's, on other dog trainers at all, publicly or privately, actually. Um, you know, what, what, what I would do is, all I can say is this, is make sure that your levels of expectation are in alignment. And then also make sure that there's reasonable expectations as far as like, if your dog is killing dogs and you're like, and the trainer says, oh, don't worry, he'll be able to go to a dog park afterwards, I'd be like, really? There's a lot of variables involved with that. If your dog's bitten kids and the trainer says, oh, I can have the dog around your kids and all of its friends, I'm like, there's way too many variables that, that are involved with that. So, I mean, just discuss what the level of expectation is. That's all. Also, make sure that there's like with me, you know, one of the one of the reasons why people don't like me is because I'm so damn transparent. I'm like, well, I'm just transparent. I'm just like, you know, people think it's it's not rudeness, it's being transparent. I love to share levels of expectations with owners about what can and cannot be done. And then sometimes when the dog comes to us, we have to adjust those levels of expectations because some dogs are just not capable of certain things. And we want to build that even through an evaluation. Next. Um, this one's from Pam. 14-week lab border collie mix using Kong collar, walks great on leash, learning place, jumping, and puppy biting getting better. Bonker in use, new people renders puppy dumb. What to do? The new people is just excitement. Jumping lets eliminate today. A very firm leash pop on that or bonk the dog. Puppy biting, would you say 14 weeks old? Okay, we should we should we could probably get rid of puppy biting right now. What you can do with a puppy with a, a dog that bites, take the bonker, say no, bonk. All right? It should be uncomfortable for the puppy to bite you. But also remember, if you're going to do rough play with the dog, the dog is going to use his mouth on you. Also, when dogs are tired, they use their mouth more. Um, what you can do is you actually can teach tug to your dog. A lot of people say, don't teach tug. That makes dogs more aggressive. No, it doesn't. Every aggressive dog that I've ever worked with, and I've worked with a lot, didn't know tug. Um, and we work with a lot of dogs that play tug and they don't bite. So controlled biting is different than uncontrolled biting. Next. Um, this one's from Stephanie. 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 Yeah. 
<coughs> also, my dog is on an e collar and up to 100 in shock and doesn't phase her. What brand and voltage should I go to? She's a five month old GSD. Well, it's not the voltage that you're, it's not electricity. So it's not voltage that you need to be concerned about. So you, the, the brand, the brand that, it, first of all, could be also bad fits. It could be also, what are you going up to 100 for on a five month old German Shepherd? I want to make sure that it's not for obedience. So if your dog's not listening to an obedience command, please don't be going up to 100 because no no dog, especially at five months old, that's what you want to be doing. So what I would say is we use eCower technology. It's the same one that's in thousands of my video. They're always in our hands. They're on our website. They're on our Facebook page. So eCower technology, the mini educator, fit is important. You have to make sure you've got the long contact points and the collar fits really, really snug. But so it's not a voltage thing. You want to go with e-collar technology or dog truck. Those are your two main ones that are going to be reliable. Um, Garmin is okay. Sport dog one's a little bit hot. And, and all the other ones are pretty much crap. Next. Um, Pam, swimming, have a pool, want to let 14 week lab border collie swim. We cover with solar cover and want puppy to swim only on command for his safety. How to train that? Um, well, your pool, if it's not covered in, you don't let the dog go into the pool unless it's given a command. So you work on you work on boundary training. But is there any guarantees that your dog will stay off the pool if it's unsupervised? Of course not. It's a dog, right? It's a dog. Leave a bunch of porno magazines in a teenager's room and say, "Don't don't ever open these up." It's like really. I mean, that wouldn't work for me, you know. And I'm not even a teenager. Um, so what I what I what I what I would do is um, I would teach that dog. It can only go in on command, just like any other command. But it's a 14-week-old dog. That's like asking a one-year-old dog not to cry, a one-year-old kid not to cry. So it's 14 weeks old. So what I would say is do not give your dog access to that swimming pool. Or your dog can drown. Your dog can drown. It can go in the pool, fall in, get stuck underneath the solar cover, it can't get back out. So the dog should be only on a leash. It should never, ever, ever, ever be unsupervised. No 14 week old dog should have supervised at all, cool or not. Next. Um, Rachel? Yep. When is it best to transition on a dog from prong, prong collar to flat collar? We don't. We don't. Not when a dog's on a leash, off leash, they don't need a prong collar on. And on a leash, on walks, why not have a prong collar on? The goal is not to get the dog on a flat buckle collar. Some trainers might say that. Some trainers will say, well, they didn't do a good enough training the dog. My, my, my concept is this. How can I make you, the dog owner's wife, better? How can I make you, the dog owner's wife, better? And a flat collar isn't, what, less harmful? It's not. You can choke a dog. Dogs die all the time on flat buckle collars. It actually chokes them. You get trachea damage from a flat buckle collar or a prong collar. You can't. So our goal is not to get dogs off tools. It's just not. So my answer is... Like why? Why would you want to? So that's how. That's my philosophy. Next. Uh, this one is from AJ. What exercises can be done to practice impulse control? Um, you do downing. You do place, and you start getting some high-level distractions around, and then teach the dog not to break command when those distractions happen. Next. Uh, Bentley, I want to fix my dog's reactivity around people and dogs. I set the e-collar the same way you have. Do I just use the black and red button and not T for when he reacts badly? It's Bentley. It's bigger than that, guys. The remote collar is not this magic button 
There has to be a training component. It's not just about pushing buttons. So the last thing, and I'm not mad at anybody, either, but I just want to specify, T is for vibrate, which is pretty much useless to us, as well as most dogs. It's not about just pushing the button when the dog reacts. You need to understand a couple of things. You need to understand how the dog best learns, and then also timing, and then timing. Because if your timing is off a little bit, you can actually send the dog into more reactivity. It doesn't make the dog reactive, but what you're doing is you're just adding fuel to the fire. So what I want you to do is, it's not, I want you to, you've got to follow an actual training program. But yeah, the, 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 the momentary and continuous button, they've got different meanings in different situ situations. And that's all based on you train your dog to heal with it, but you can also correct for non-compliance and for reactivity with it. But it's the last thing I want anybody to do is they walk their dog, they never give it enough information. When it's reactive, they just push a button. It's the last thing I want anybody to do when it comes to obedience work. So teach your dog how to remote power heal on the dog, and we've got videos on that. Next. This one's from Jamal. Okay, I was okay with that as well. That's why I've been punished and told to go back to place. That was awesome. Last. Cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, Good job, Jamal. Diana. Well, at a dog park, all well-behaved dogs. Do I use the e-collar the same way as when my dog is not around all the other dogs? I'm very excited. Can I correct her for not coming to me when I call her? So, Diana, I don't believe in dog parks. I don't believe in dog parks at all. So I'm highly against them because it's just a matter of time before something bad happens or your dog picks up some disease that, that, that is prevalent in dog parks. Um, but if your dog doesn't know off-leash recall, in, in, the general question is if your dog doesn't know, if, if you call your dog back and it doesn't come back to you, you have to use the e-cower only if it's been trained on the remote cower though. The last thing I want anybody to do is they haven't actually trained their dog on the remote cower and they haven't trained it what the punishment level means on the e-collar, the last thing I want them to do is do it around a bunch of dogs or a bunch of people because it's not fair to the dog. But yeah, if your dog doesn't comply to a command, you've got to make sure you follow through somehow. So it is a general statement. The answer is yes. Next. Uh, Heather S. Hi, guys. Do you correct dogs for doing burnouts, a.k.a. kicking their back feet after they go potty? A lot of my clients think it's funny and cute, but I usually correct them. So... If you've got a dog that's dominant, if you've got a dog that's pushy and snotty, if you have a dog that's aggressive, we do. And is it cute? Some people think a dog licking you constantly is cute too. Some people think dogs humping, you know, is, is cute too. So I guess it's all based on personal choice. Next. The chihuahua I'm sitting right now does that. Lupita, mm -hmm. the 16-year-old yes. blind deaf chihuahua that you're that you're yeah. um, that you're boarding, yeah. does it? She does her poopies and she goes about cool. like, <laughs> ridiculous. Great. Um, but it's cute when she does it, so right? she do that on a video, yep. Um, yeah, I don't want to take a uh, yep. video of her taking the dog. Keith, my dog loves chasing her tail. I was thinking she's playing, but after listening to you, I'm worried that it's something I shouldn't allow. Should I correct it? I would, I would. I don't like any OCD type behaviors. Next. Uh, Lynn, I'm going to start e-collar training with my dog soon. Do you recommend imprinting the collar for a, a week before actually turning it on and finding working levels? Um, <coughs> we don't, but it wouldn't hurt. We don't. We don't have a week. In other words, dogs come to us. We don't want to have it on for a week. So 
But if we, you know, if he did it, it wouldn't make it any worse. Maybe it would make it better. I don't know because we've never done it. Next. Um, Michelle, EBD equals English Bulldog. English Bulldog yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, Thank yeah. you for the structure advice. You're hey, welcome. Uh, oops. Pedro. Love from Portugal. Oh, yay, Portugal. Okay. Uh, Montreal Canine Training. Board and train dog chews leashes. Big dog, so it takes a few seconds. She wears a leash inside the home. I know to correct high in the moment, but I missed it. What is your protocol on that issue? So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, if you, if you miss it, I mean, if the dog's, if the dog's chewing a leash, yeah, that's a, that, that's a real hard one. You have to sort of, you can't take your eyes off the dog. People say, spray, spray bitter apple on the leash. A lot of dogs don't give a shit about that. Spray Tabasco on the leash. Okay, it's, I, mean, I don't know about doing that. I'd rather use a remote collar correction and uh, give it a one-second correction and probably half an hour to an hour of, you know, discomfort in its mouth. Um, for some reason, we're not having dogs chew on leashes because of the structure that we give them. Um, if, you, if, you've got a dog, if you've got a dog that would chew on a leash, you got to keep your eyes on the dog. Every time it goes to chew on the leash, yep, you got to correct it. Next. Some people are using chains. Some people will use like a little chain handle. They'll do that sometimes. We don't. Uh, yep. Jimmy, how to train my dog to place for a longer time? I see that from your training site, sometimes the leashes are tight with a pole, but some aren't. Okay, well, first of all, you got a 14 week old dog, so duration is going to be a while. We have dogs on a, um, uh, a tie out, right? So they're not tight, by the way. They're not tight. They're, they're, they're loose. The dogs have room to break place. So we're not tying dogs to the place. It's really important to understand that. The dog, if we're, when we're working multiple dogs, and the dogs we work with are sometimes pretty dangerous, we've got them on tiebacks just in case if a dog breaks, it can't go after another dog because um, we're working another dog and paying attention to that dog. If the dog comes off of place, it's on a tie back, and then we can correct it, and then it learns how to go back to place from a from a from a distance. But you got a 14-week-old puppy, so there's no there's no rush. There's no rush with one dog. You're probably not going to have to do that, but you could use a tie back as sort of an intermediary. But I don't want you to rely on the tie back as doing the holding back. I want you to use the training for holding back. Next, but you have a 14-week-old dog. When you're not working that dog, the dog should be in its kennel. Next. This was from Pam. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Robin, once a dog is trained on e-collar heel, do you still use the prong as well? Um, we do because the prong gives directional control. Next. Uh, Real Al, what T3 program do you recommend in California for a new dog trainer? There's only one. It's just it's just the T3 program. It's in um, Chatsworth in February. We only have one type of program for T3. So it's there's two in Rhode Island. And there's one in California. It's the same program in both in both in both locations. Next. Um, life with Doberman. Hi Jeff. How do I teach my 15-week-old puppy not to pee on grass? He poops in the right place, but he goes pee on the grass. How do I fix that? Thank you. Um, that's not something we do. But what I would do is I would find the spot where you want the dog to pee on, have it on a leash, always take it over there. And never allow it to pee any, and, and you never allow it to pee anywhere um, to, to pee anywhere else. You can also set up a little potty area, make a little box, you can make a little box, 
put some maybe some little sand in that and some dirt or some mulch or whatever. And that could be like the, the, the dog's potty spot. It really teach the dog to go to that spot. The problem is teaching the dog not to pee on grass. How about if you're on the road somewhere at a park and you, your dog has to go to the bathroom and there's lots of grass there? Or are you trying to teach your dog to not go on your grass? So which is the difference. So if you don't want your dog to go on your grass, you can set up a little potty spot. But I'd be careful about teaching your dog not to go on a certain surface um, or teaching your dog how to go only off leash because that works against a lot of people. People are like, yeah, my dog won't go to the bathroom when it's on a leash. I have to take it off leash because it's like in your fenced in backyard. But how do you do that when you're on a walk or at a park or you're traveling at a rest stop? Next. Um, Pam, would love to see you in New Mexico, Al Albuquerque, or Rio Rancho. Bring Angelo to Balloon Fiesta in October. He would love it. So unfortunately, Angelo is not going to be going to Balloon Fiesta. Um, and in October, I won't be. Um, I would. My, my, my schedule brought me through Arizona. Um, and at that time, you go to rvdogtrainer.com. Because in 2019, I'll be going through the area again. But I love New Mexico. Beautiful there. Next. Uh, Missy May. Saw your muzzle desensitization video and have started the danger pom-pom on the protocol. The muzzles you have that eat their food out of custom-made? I'm not sure. No, those are Baskerville. Hey, Missy. Those are Baskerville muzzles. They're common. Or you can get them on Amazon, all the big box stores. Those are Baskerville. They're the same, they're the same muzzles we've always used. So Baskerville. They come in size uh, zero through six. Are those plastic? Yeah, the plastic. And you actually put them in water and stretch them out a little bit. Next. John Snow, how old is the new Mal? Are you guys going to be doing working or sport training with him? Um, uh, uh, Texas 2. John Snow. No, I know. Texas 2. No, his name what? is Doug. The name of the dog is Tex. Yeah. And he's two. Oh, I don't know. I just didn't register what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why are you saying weird things? Yeah. Okay. Texas, too. I thought you were saying Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. two? Like the state Texas, T O O? No. You're like Texas, two? No, Texas is older than two. But you like your voice went up? Okay. You were asking? Texas, two? <laughs> yes. Next. Oh as far as what work we're going to do with that dog, right now I want to make sure the dog is safe with my dogs and safe with my family. And then we'll see. Next. I'm sure I'll do bite work though. Next. Oh, um, Taryn, I don't know. I don't know of something. Okay. What is that? Okay. I don't. I'm not sure. Taryn, read read, read your question, Jason. Um, how can I correct my dog for drinking pool water without making him afraid of the pool? Ah, well, if he's if he's out of the pool drinking it. You can tell him no and use a correction for that. But if he's swimming in the pool and he starts gulping it down, I mean, what are, what are you going to do? What are you going to I mean, do? I mean, um, but if he's using the pool as a drinking fountain, you can correct that. Next. Uh, Melissa put a link to T3. Awesome. Thanks, Melissa. Uh, like the door. When I take my puppy for a walk, he gets scared when other other dogs bark at him from inside homes. Yeah, like with Doberman, if I recall, you have a 15-week-old Doberman. That's normal. Dog's going through some fear stages. What you can do is just keep walking. Don't don't try to soothe the dog. Don't try to console the dog. Don't try to convince the dog that those dogs are friendly. Pay those dogs no mind. Just keep 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 walking. Keep holding your pace. Next. Now this one's from Keith. Jeff, I wanted to thank you for all your advice and help. I couldn't have trained my puppy without your help. 
I was also one of those people that have the same mentality as you, and I'm confident that if I follow your advice, I'll have a happy and well-behaved dog. A million times, thank you. Gee, thank you, fist bump, buddy. Proud of you. Um, this one's from AJ. Um, when using the black tie back, what collar do you attach it to? On the prong collar. Next. Um, John Snow. I saw you use a flexi leash when teaching recall. Why, Why is this? Um, it's Why been is a, this? Is there, have we been using a flexi leash? That must be an old, old video. Um, we have before outside in a park because sometimes it's easier to, those that got flexi leash is usually a wide ribbon one. It's easier because the dog, um, uh, it's easier to get the dog to come back. It's, you want to just tell me something? What? I'm spitting on you? <laughs> and I figure before Joelle comes over here to sit, you should probably correct that. She won't write it down. She's We're married, but she <laughs> doesn't want your saliva on there. You don't want my saliva on you either. True. All right. <laughs> All right. Maybe Joelle does want my saliva on her. If you she does, her? then she, we've got some problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, um, it's sometimes easier to get at the beginning stages of recall because you can do a lot of a lot of repetitions. Next. I totally lost my training. Heather S. Yes. I need to go to T3 in California. Okay. Heading over to RV dog trainer. Okay. That's not going to be, you know, T3 is train the trainers with Sean and Jeff. So there's a link though on solidcaninetraining.com at the top under seminars. Next, uh, two different seminars. Sorry, sorry, Joe. I'm, I'm sorry if I spit at you, Joe. Seriously, it's, yeah, it's getting me all the way over here too. See? Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, Bentley, thank you for answering my questions. You're very helpful. One last thing: does it take a long time to get into chat with you through Skype? No, it doesn't. Bottom, it's uh, less than a week. I do Skypes every day, but I think we're less than a week. How do you stop, oh, this one from Sandy. How do you stop a puppy from licking us and everything in sight? Um, through punishment. The only way you want to stop an unwanted behavior is through punishment. So um, licking you definitely is a pain in the ass. And obviously, Linda doesn't like any, any, any saliva on her, let alone dog saliva. Um, my saliva is obviously you know, off limits. We haven't kissed since our wedding night, I think. Um, so what you're going to do is, um, you can use a pet convincer. A pet convincer is compressed air. This is a pet convincer. So what you can do is if the dog, say, was licking you, you can, I'm not going to do a full blast because it freaks out dogs, and I've got two dogs behind me, um, next to me. So you can do that. You can also take a little finger like this and poke him in the side. Oh, my God, you're poking your dog. It's like, yeah, well, it's licking you, too. Next. Life with Doran. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jeff. You helped me a lot. Yep. You see May. You're welcome. The videos look like there's plastic that goes around the muscle. M Missy, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. I would say 99% of the time we're using a Baskerville muzzle. I don't, Missy, I don't know. Because like those are the muzzles that we use. We have Jaffco muzzles as well, Jaffco muzzles, but we rarely have to use those. Next. Uh, this one's from Jeff. Dog is shaking and then runs into her crate. What is the best way to calm her down and make her walking calmly? She wears a prong. Um, so, Jeff, teach your dog how to kennel up. Have your dog stop at the front of the crate and then say kennel up. Have the dog go in and then say break. Have the dog come out and then do it again over and over and over again. So, do crate drills. Next. 
Montreal canine training. My mother is watching this Q&A. Can you explain to her why the board and train can't, dog can't get excited the first thing in the morning and why she isn't allowed to greet and pet it when she comes home? Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't do, I'm not doing this, you know, this, this mother-son bullshit. And like, I'm not going to work on that. Um, I'm just kidding. Okay, 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 go ahead. Later. That's what she said. Okay. Hey, get over here, Joel. Okay. Contestant number two of the dating game. Da -da 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 -da. It's Joel. All right. Well, Joel, we are Montreal Canine King. Okay. Um, uh, this is Joel, everybody. Um, uh, so what I would this is the thing. Arousal is not good for for your average dog. I'm not against Montreal King's mom. I'm not against dogs being excited. I love to have my dogs in drive. I love to I love to play chuck it with my dogs. I like to take my dogs swimming. But in my house, I want dogs to be calm. And the last thing I want my dogs to do is to be all excited when they see me in the morning in their crates, because then that's conducive to unwanted bad behavior. But we take it personal, like, oh, my dog's not going to like me anymore. Your dog will like you just fine. I want my dogs to learn how to be calm. I also don't want dogs to be aroused and in high drive inside the house. I want to save that for outside the house. It also can lead, possibly, or continue on with separation anxiety. Next. Susan says, hi, Linda. Hi, Joelle. Hi, Susan. Uh, 322 MSG. Hi, Joelle. <laughs> Jamal, Skype tomorrow, Joelle. Hope you're ready. Are you doing a Skype with Jamal? No. Oh, wow. I think he's Skyping with you. Oh, you okay. Want me to sit in on it? Maybe. Um, let's see. Kimberly, I just started my two year old border collie on a prong collar. This thanks to your videos, how long should I avoid dogs barking in yards? So what I want you to do, Kimberly, is all depends. If you've got dogs that are like racing to the fence line, if you've got dogs that are like racing to the fence line and barking their heads off at you, what I would do is I would make sure you go to a quiet street, teach your dog how to properly heal, teach your dog um, 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 number one what the equipment is, teach your dog what the command is, what the level of expectation is, and then you can start finding selective streets with dogs that are parking and then start going down those streets. And at the beginning, utilize space. Don't feel like you need to go on the sidewalk, you know, right next to them. Don't feel like you've got to be like, you know, you know, go to battle on day one. So that, that's what I suggest you do next. Diana, until yesterday, I would say I have major concerns about my eight month old dog but yesterday she became very territorial of my bed she's generally not allowed in my bedroom and she started barking at me showed me her teeth which is something she has never done to anyone i i got scared advise okay number one um i'd be concerned too it's most likely i mean dogs bark in different ways like when my dogs are barking at me say my dogs were barking at me um to well they don't bark at me though i mean my dogs can bark on command but I mean, the teeth get shown, but the bigger issue is that eight-month-old dog has too much freedom. So an eight-month-old dog, hopefully it's never on your bed, that's for sure. It shouldn't be on your bed. But if you look at it this way, who the Frank Sinatra do you think you are, you little furball, to be barking at me in my own house? So I would stop that immediately. That's why you're asking the question. Um, what I would do is I would, you need to find a punisher. So, and not just, that doesn't mean yelling at your dog. By the way, guys, when I say punisher, 
I don't yell at dogs. I don't scream at dogs. I'm not mad at dogs. I'm not upset with them. Punishment is just matter of fact. You can't do that. When I discipline Angelo, who's my youngest child, I'm not mad at him, but he needs to understand the difference between acceptable and unacceptable behavior. Um, so, and then also with a dog, well, you should like your dog didn't bite you, but this whole concept of like you shouldn't you shouldn't stop violence with violence. Uh, yeah, you should. When it comes to a freaking animal, you should. All these people out there that are like like trying to be like, oh, what what are you supposed to do? Negotiate with the dog, talk to the dog, reason with the dog, explain to the dog. It's like no, boom, Punisher. So a bonker is great. A bonker is a wrapped up towel. You, you set it up. No, boom. But the last thing I want an owner to do is just do punishment. What are we doing proactively? So eight months old, what right has it earned to be in your bedroom? Is your dog trained? Is your dog listening to you? Does it know place? Can it walk on a leash? Does it know recall? Can it be quiet in its crates? Are you even crating your dog? So sure, be a little bit concerned about it. But, but to me, that, that world is normal. So your dog is acting like a normal dog that has a bad behavior. Um, but if it's starting to guard your bed, that needs to be eliminated and be eliminated strongly tonight. So um, what are you going to do about it? Keep your dog out of your bedroom right now, which is not the answer. But I would make sure that you're doing dog sleeps in a crate. Dog comes in and out of a crate on command. Dog goes to place. Dog doesn't do any free roaming. Everything is permission-based. Don't give your dog too much affection. Make sure that dog understands you know, the difference between yes and no. Do a lot of proactive training as well. Next. Kimberly says, thank you. You're welcome. Heather S., I started training my older dog on an e-collar after our Skype. He's awesome. so much more tolerant around the other dogs in my home and stopped all the other bad behaviors. Best tool in the toolbox. Heather, bam, Heather. Nice. Good. Power of a Skype, too. E. Gilberti, while walking my dog on a prong, my eight-month GSD always walks faster, and I'm constantly correcting. Any suggestions? Yeah, you, gotta you have to teach your dog how to not walk faster. You can, guys, I can't stress enough, we can control our dog's behavior. It is not up to them. We're not just standing idly by and putting up with our dog's nonsense. They will abide by our rules. It is a dictatorship. This whole thing about like, no, you should have an equal relationship with your dog. You're going to have no relationship with your dog if you freaking don't get your dog to start behaving. So what I want you to do is this. You're probably, the prong collar just sits there. It has to be actively used. So it's got to be actively used. So how do you do that? Watch my 180 video. If you go into my YouTube channel, I got a video on the 180. Watch that. Also, you probably have to use a stronger pop. If your dog keeps getting ahead of you, for some reason your dog doesn't believe you. You also want to put your dog in follow mode, which is a little bit behind you. But watch the 180 move. That doesn't make that doesn't mean making just like a 180 turn. It's a very specific move that you make. Next. Double duckling. Hi guys, Carrie here. What is the best position for E and prong collars when using both? Prong at the top or underneath the E collar? Thanks in advance for the great advice. Yeah, Carrie. Prong up at the top for directional control, and then e-cower below. Next. Kimberly, my dog is very rude. He will paw or nose our hands to pet him constantly. How to correct? Well, first of all, don't be pet. Don't don't be petting him or who's training who. So 
what I would do is you can teach your dog the outcome. This is an easy one. Um, you can teach, well, almost a lot of this stuff is easy. So um, you can teach your dog the out command, which means get the hell out of here. It's no different than a child. You know, you're on the phone talking to someone and your child's like, mommy, 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 or daddy, daddy, daddy. It's like, get out of here, kid. Right? It's like, I already spent time with you. I'm on the phone. You know? Um, so with your dog, you can always just take a bonker. You can say, no, bonk the dog. The worst thing to do is obviously is to pet the dog. So it's most likely a learned behavior. But if you haven't stopped it, you've trained it. Remember that. Next. Diana L., you're so good, Jeff. You're just simply amazing. You're right on. She does have freedom. And absolutely, I corrected her at a high level. But I wonder if she would ever bite me. I've never felt it when I was training my dog. She, oh, in danger. Sorry, in danger. Okay. So this is the thing. Would your dog ever bite you? It could. My wife is consumed with biting dogs, but if, but if she's got too much freedom, if she has too much freedom, there you go. There you go. Don't put up with any nonsense from your dog. It's eight months old. Now you're going to start seeing a lot of nonsense behavior, and sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. So now it's time to really buckle down. All right, next. Jimmy, when I was training my dog, she falls asleep. Do I just wait for her to wake up and say break to release, or will she forget she's in a command? She's 14 weeks old, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, you're doing fine, buddy. Let her fall asleep. Next. Um, Heidi, husband's Anatolian is very sassy and vocal. She will do what we tell her reluctantly, but she will tell you she isn't happy about it. Do we correct the vocalization? Some is normal for breed. It's not normal for a breed, but it's normal for sort of like a pushy, snotty dog. So it's like, if your dog, if your dog's be like, yeah, I'll lie down, but under protest, oh, really? Really? So, and I, and I feed you and give you shelter and take you to the vet, and you don't like these simple commands that I'm giving you? Hey, Anatolian, I'll tell you what. You, you, you want to be out there working sheep and guarding livestock, we can do that for you, too. And you have to start hunting for your food, buddy. So you got a pretty cushy life here. Let's start. Let's start fitting. Let's start fitting into my family life. Next. Chevy, cracking up my fave Jeffism. Get out of here, dog. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming up with a line of T-shirts, guys. Well, you, I, need, I need all my Jeffisms. Next. Yeah. Kimberly, he's training us. LOL. We created a monster. I'm so glad <laughs> I found you. Thank you. Kimberly, not just you. Everybody. Guys, we've got over 200 million dogs just here in the United States. I'm based in the United States. I mean, I travel the world. Like, guys, the only difference between you and everybody else is you guys are just showing up every week, right? So there's a lot of people that are struggling with their dogs, a ton. I have not been surprised by a dog's behavior yet. I've not been surprised by a dog's behavior yet. Next. I think that's it. Heidi oh. sent us a laughing emoji. All right, Heidi. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, there we go. She says, yeah. we've been correcting her for the back talk. She's getting better, but just wanted your thoughts. Thanks. Yeah. Correct for the back talk. Correct strong. It's no different than a child. Guys, I'll humanize this shit all day long. I got seven kids, five to 28. Anybody wants to play the human game, the baby game, or would you do that to your child game? I'll play along with you. But it's the same with a child. Rules and boundaries. Rules and boundaries. Jimmy donated $5. What? Yep. Jimmy. Look at that, buddy. Jimmy, so awesome. thank you. And if you want to know how Jimmy did that, he's, um, there's a little dot. There's a super chat button down at the bottom. You click on that. You hit it. You can donate. Some people do it just to get their question answered quicker. If I've got a lot of questions, other people do it just as a thank you. Maybe they just do it as a, they just do it as a thank you. As far as t-shirts are concerned. Yeah. I've, uh, 
I'm trying, I'm gonna, I gotta come over the line of t-shirts, probably slogans, probably just, uh, you know, different color t-shirts and hoodies with slogans yeah. on them. We have to, we'll come up with a line. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll come up with a line. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows. <laughs> no. Let's share that in a little bit. Yeah. Right. Now? I don't know. Now? Now? Sure. Want to announce it? Joelle has a special announcement <laughs> for everybody. No, we're not getting married. No, not quite. We're not even attracted to each other. I think that would be step one. Yes, actually, actually, that isn't step one. Yeah. I guess you can get married to somebody and, 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 not, be and not be attracted <laughs> to them, right? No yeah, money, but, I, I but I'm, I'm broke and I drive a piece of shit car yeah. and I've got a small penis. So, so, so why? Right, is so he's out. No, I'm out. Just right. The penis thing? Oh, oh forget it. Forget it. I can deal with broke. Yeah. Yep. So, what's the news? Um, so well, first of all, so tell the people what, what, like, your original plan for coming to me was. So the original plan was to come and train dogs for three months and like just work on my skills and intern for him. Intern, which is unpaid gig. Unpaid. Three months. Yep. It comes with housing. Yep. Um, but that's changed, and I am staying. You're staying. I'm not going anywhere. So September. So <laughs> Can't get rid of me. <laughs> so September 1st, you're going to be an official employee of Solid Canine Training. Sure am. Boom. Nice. That's it. Love that. Not going anywhere. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Living the dream, baby. I am. Living the dream. Love it. That's great. I can't complain. That's great. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm, uh, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really, really happy. So what else do we got? Jamal. Yes. The news is she's getting the damn gains in the gym <laughs> every day. We gotta go back um, up. Should be yeah. uh, spin superb. My favorite is. Yeah, they want t-shirts. Everybody wants their t-shirts. Get the Frank Sinatra out of here. I love that Frank yeah, Sinatra thing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. Wow! Wow! Congrats. Remember, this is also on Spotify, SoundCloud. Yes. And I, I too, so you gotta sort of read the comments. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So yep. congrats. Yep. Um, hell yeah, Joelle. So happy for you. Thanks, Russ. Yeah. Um, congrats. Congrats. Thank you, Jamal. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate it, everybody. Yep. Good. Providence Seminar. Yep. Yep. She was in Franklin yet. Joelle will be at the Providence Seminar. Probably taking pictures for me. Yeah. And probably helping out yep. and learning. Yep. Awesome. That's great. Yep. And let's see. Double duckling. Congrats, Jay. Is it okay for incoming guests to pat and make a fuss of the dog when it is when it's in place, or should it be more of a quick greeting? Anything? Um, that's a good question. It could be a non-greeting. So it could be a non-greeting. This is the thing. What's your dog doing, right? So what what is your dog doing? Is your dog is your dog breaking command, or does your dog just um just go whatever? I really don't care. If your dog just goes whatever, I don't care. Who cares? But if your dog is getting excited and aroused and breaks command at the beginning of your training journey, tell people to leave your damn dog alone. So it's it all depends on like there's a couple of variables to it. There's a couple of variables to it. All right, next. Jimmy, happy for you, Joelle. What a meaningful job. Yeah. It is. I'm honored. Yeah. I'm super happy. I, I think it's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a win-win. I'm excited. Great things, man. Yeah. Great things. Yep, definitely. What else? Kimberly, another question. If attending your seminar and your dog is reactive, does he stay home? Fuck no. No way. No way. Bring him. Well, you got to buy a working spot, you know? If you, if we have working spots and we've got audit spots. Working spot means it's you and a dog. Audit spot means it's you 
no dog. We also have a combination working audit spot for like couples. So say two people want to come with one dog, you would get then, um, uh, you can bring one dog and two humans. If your dog tries to bite my face off, come on in. You're welcome. Come on in. Yeah, it's great. You can do it. I got nailed in Seattle. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah, I got nailed in Seattle. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah, it's been a long time. Wow. It's been a long time. So, yep. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you're supposed to bring your reactive dog to my seminar. What do you think I want? A bunch of easy peasy dogs in my seminar? I want the ones that try to bite my face off so we can learn. Absolutely. You're welcome with open arms. Open arms. Next. Jimmy, hopefully you guys will be in Los Angeles soon. Can't wait to meet you in person. I'll be in LA in February. This my family doesn't travel with me. Joelle doesn't isn't gonna go to that one, but Joelle might start coming to the seminars with me. We'll see. If I can get you away from the company, that might be challenging to do. But Joelle, Joelle would be a good travel companion. We connect. So I think it'd be good. And but and, but I need and I need someone to help with the seminars, especially taking photos, setting up. You know, helping out. So doing the teaching, that'll be me. But it's always nice to have, you know, have somebody, especially if it's a road trip. But that means I got to pull Joelle from the company. So we'll see. Yep. Kimberly says, LOL, Spinispers, the biteier, the better. Right, yep. exactly. Everybody's seminar, right. Yep. Diana, t-shirt, please. It will be fun to see people wearing them. And we can spot the stuff Jeff supporter and greet each other. A right. new type of nerd. Yep. <laughs> Um, Lynn, wondering if you would accept a dog on a harness at one of your seminars. He has medical issues, cannot wear a collar or e-collar. He has no major behavioral issues, just like to bring him with me. Yeah, guys, you can do it. I mean, you can do it, but there's certain things that I can't do. You have to get a working spot, too. So even if you bring your dog just to bring it, you still got to buy a working spot ticket. So every dog that's there, because I, I can only have so many dogs there at a time. So, um, but if you, but if there's certain things you want me to stop, and your dog doesn't have the equipment on, I can't stop it. But there's plenty of things I can do without a remote collar or a prong collar, but it's like, there's, I, I am limited because I do the way I train, because of the way I train. But I'm also really, really creative. Next. Susan Olson, in Indiana, is there a spot to park my travel trailer? Um, Susan, there is a, um, well, I mean, uh, ironically, Elkhart, Indiana, is the RV capital of the world. There's a there's a there's a bunch of there's a campground right down the street. So if you've got a travel trailer, you can park at the campground and then drive to the drive to the seminar location. You can do that. Um, there's and there's also I, I park in Walmart parking lots. I get to I mean I park on site, but I park on site with mo where, where, where most of them are. Um, um, so but there's there's plenty of it's a good sized parking lot. Um, you can do that, but there's also um, a lot of good. There's a really campground, I think, less than a mile away. Next. Rachel, 15 month old St. Bernard with stranger aggression. Current threshold is 30 feet. How do we make that less? So you can do that a combination through yes and no, which is we do clicker and food and punishment. So what I would do is, first of all, you're not going to be having people pet your dog. So let's get that off the picture right now. What you're going to be doing is you're going to be having it's a specific protocol that I do. And that's with where you've got your dog, it's on a prong collar, it's on a remote collar, you can also have a bonker, and people approach. If your dog is calm, you would click and give a food reward. Um, um, if your dog is not calm and if he's excited or growling, you would give a punisher. A lot of people, trust me, 
I I read all this literature um, that people are like, oh, then you'll have a negative association for with people if you punish it. It already does. No, you won't. No, you won't. You're gonna give a negative association to growling at people. That's the whole idea. The whole idea is to suppress the behavior. And a lot of people say, well, suppressing the behavior might come out later. Yeah. And if I stop eating healthy and stop going to the gym, guess what else will come out? My gut. So it's like, don't worry about it. Next. Susan gave you two thumbs up. Awesome. Jimmy, I'm sometimes confused about the command heal. Usually doesn't mean walk with you a bit behind or means the action of following your left foot super tight and looking at you. So I don't do competition healing. So that's like this. So to me, heal means at my side, at my pace, in a relaxed state of mind. Um, that's to me is heal. And I, I prefer to heal dogs on my left, but I really don't care. A lot of people heal dogs on their right just because they're stronger on the right. But we shouldn't be using strength to train our dogs anyway. We should be using training and technique. So I like dogs to be on my left. So heal can mean either. There's a difference between like competition sport dog healing and pet dog healing. So that's, that's, that's my, my interpretation of it. All right. That's it. All right, guys. Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. Linda was on earlier. Joelle is on here right now. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'll be back probably Saturday night. I know it's already Thursday, but Saturday night I'll probably be back with a with another one. Um, um, so tune in Saturday night probably at 7.30, 7.30 to 8.30. We normally do it. That's because Linda has her um, uh, Facebook Live that she usually does normally at 9. She put hers off till 9.15 tonight. I'm madly in love with all of you guys. Thank you, everybody, on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google, um, and all the other social media platforms that um, my, my podcasts have been popping up on. Obviously, YouTube Live. Thank you so much. All of you are valuable to me. And um, you know, pay attention to all of our social media platforms, especially Instagram stories. There's some really cool stuff that happens there. All right, guys. Take care. Love you all.